Friends, the world is experiencing a new wave of food shortages. Even Biden warned us to prepare. Let him help you. There's no better way to use your tax rebate than to get the long-term emergency food storage you've been wanting. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and stock up while you can. We recommend My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. Right now, you can save $150 off their three-month emergency food kit, which gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. You won't go hungry when you have this food on hand. Remember, the unthinkable could happen any day now, and you will need emergency food to get you through it. No question about it. So go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and save $150 off each three-month emergency food kit you need. Get one per person. Your shipment will arrive quickly in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. After Governor Ron DeSantis signed an anti-groomer bill into law that prevents school teachers from engaging five-year-olds about homosexual sex acts and radical transgender ideology, the groomers have come out of the woodwork and many people are waking up to the dark side of Disney. Investigative journalist Christopher Rufo has outlined a partial list of Disney employees who have been arrested for child sex crimes. Robert Kingsolver was a service manager who oversaw ride repairs at the Magic Kingdom. He was arrested in 2014 for soliciting sex from an agent posing as a 14-year-old girl. Alan Treister, a concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge, who used to work at Disney's popular Toy Story ride, advertised himself online as Big Teddy Bear for Younger Chaser and confessed to having sex with a 15-year-old boy he groomed online. Animal Kingdom Lodge gift shop worker Paul Fazio was convicted of downloading child pornography videos showing sexual activity with adults and children. Character actor Patrick Holgerson was arrested in 2014 after sending nude photos online while trying to meet up with a 13-year-old boy. Justin Hazan, an operator on the Millennium Falcon ride, and Arlandra Sims, a food runner at the Animal Kingdom Resort, were busted in 2020 for selling child pornography with victims as young as four years old. Disney Cruise Line youth host Oliver Lavat was arrested in 2019 for molesting a 10-year-old boy aboard the Disney Magic Ship's Oceaneer Kids Lab after blindfolding the child and spinning him around several times as part of a game. In 2012, an 11-year-old girl was groped and kissed in an elevator by 33-year-old Milton Braganza, a dining server on the Disney Dream. A cruise line security officer was told by Disney officials to keep her mouth shut and do nothing. Two days later, when the ship arrived in Nassau, Braganza admitted to the Bahamas police that he molested the girl and was then taken to the airport, where Disney arranged for his flight back home to India. 
Last year, Hollywood Studios custodians Jonathan McGrew and Savannah Lawrence were caught attempting to have a threesome with a 13-year-old. McGrew said that the couple's fantasy was to play stepdad, stepdaughter, stepmother. Animal Kingdom Lodge lifeguard Kenneth Aquino was arrested after trying to have sex with a 13-year-old, showing up in his Disney work clothes. Of course, child predators will naturally seek employment at Disney, but it's everywhere within the company. Director of music publishing John Healy was charged with three felony counts of child sexual abuse in 2017. Vice President Michael Laney was convicted of sexually abusing a seven-year-old girl in 2019. Both actor-producer Brian Peck and director Victor Salva were rehired by Disney after they served time for raping children from the set. The subliminal sexualization of children has demonstrably been a part of Disney's work for generations, embedded into their animations. Several whistleblowers have claimed that Disney has been used since its very beginning as a form of mind control and MKUltra, most famously for their Project Monarch princess programming of little girls. So it's really no surprise that Disney's corporate president admittedly wants to flood Disney stories with the so-called LGBTQIA agenda, which we now understand to be code for pedophilia. Thank you for speaking up because your voice does matter, I think, in this conversation. But you felt what every young woman I've ever met felt at a certain age, which is uncomfortable with yourself. And it feels like you were exploited at that moment of weakness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you said, it's completely normal for not only young girls, but often young boys, too, to feel uncomfortable with themselves, uncomfortable with their body. Um, but we have this ideology that is especially prevalent online that says that if you have those feelings, that means you're trans. I mean, there are literally people who say, if you don't even like your voice on a recording, that's a sign of gender dysphoria and you need to go see a medical professional because you're trans. Talk about taking advantage of people. So how do you, and this is all explained in, in greater depth in the documentary, but how do you feel now at 23 looking back on what happened? I feel um, honestly grateful for the experience because it's taught me a lot about the world and about myself, but I really feel afraid for these other young girls like myself who they might not be. You know, I consider myself lucky that I was able to get out of it unscarred really medically, but there's so many young people who can't say the same um, and psychologically as well. I mean, it's just devastating to, especially from a young age, be lied to by adults at school and by medical professionals and told that you're body is wrong, you need to change it, you need to get hormones, you need to get surgeries, that's devastating for a young person. So I'm just really concerned for younger girls and boys like I once was yes. being led down this path um, and, and being hurt by it. It's a failure of male leadership, of adult leadership, and it does seem like some of the steps are medically irreversible. Absolutely. I mean, they, there's all sorts of you know, the, the White House actually just put out a chart yesterday that says that some of these steps are reversible or partially reversible, but that's such an oversimplification of the truth. I mean, when you go on a cross-sex hormone, like, that's going to give you not just physical changes, but psychological experiences that you can't just act like they never happened. You can't just take it back. Yes. And especially with surgeries, you know, a, a breast implant after a mastectomy is not the same thing as never having your breast taken off in the first place. So there's a lot of young women who are going 
through that who had a double mastectomy at 16, 17, 18 years old or even younger, that happens, um, who, you know, there's nothing you can really do to oh. put that, that feeling of, of oneness and safety in your body back. Oh. oh, it's just, it's heartbreaking. I hope people are hearing you with open minds, with tolerance, are they? Um, there's a lot of people out there, especially parents, who are really thankful for what I'm saying because they see that their young girl or their young boy is going through this and the school is telling them, you need to affirm them they're trans, you need to transition them. All their doctors are telling them you need to transition them. And these parents, they know that their child should not be having these cosmetic procedures. So there's a lot of parents who are really thankful. There are other young people who are really thankful that I'm saying what I'm saying, but obviously, you know, you have the trans activists and the trans community that exhibits some very uh, unhealthy kind of cult-like dynamics who are really upset about this. Man, you are so articulate and thoughtful at 23. It's Thank just, you. it's remarkable. Thank you. People who have suffered like you have sometimes get deeper. Yeah, you learn a lot. Like I said, I learned a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Social media from the CCP rarely ever makes its way into American pop culture. But in early 2020, they went viral with radical videos of forced quarantines and sealing people into their own dwellings with welding torches. Were Americans shown all this to make our own lockdowns seem less devastating? And if so, what are we to make of the new social media blitz coming out of Shanghai? People are being starved in their own homes. Their pets are being killed. And it's getting so hellish that suicide is seemingly an everyday part of life now in Shanghai. Just because things are feeling a bit more liberating in America doesn't mean the lockdowns are over. How in the hell are these Democrats gonna win an election without another lockdown? They're already setting up the narrative and have invested in new mobile testing machines. If you think Trump is somehow going to save you, even though he helped in the last lockdown and proudly gave birth to the deadly vaccines, he just sided with Dr. Oz. The way I endorsed another person today, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz. Great guy, a good man, good man, Harvard educated. And Dr. Oz loves the CCP lockdown model. And the Chinese numbers have dropped dramatically, which is fantastic news. And it's, it's also valuable for us to understand why they were able to do that. If you look inside of Wuhan province, they had a catastrophe. But outside the province, which of course they quarantined in the largest uh, movement of its nature ever, 60 million people blocked in that space. But the rest of the country was relatively spared. They didn't have the big spikes, the huge uh, crises that Wuhan experienced. And it took the country to in a very different direction. We just have to copy what they did, take their blueprint and repeat it here in this country. And we started that aggressively over the last week. In trauma-based mind control, the abuser alternates between abuse and comfort, which forms a bond with the victim, known in pop culture as Stockholm Syndrome. This might not work on you, but they are not doing it for you. They want the majority on their side when they start arresting people like you for forced vaccination and, of course, gun confiscation. Well, China has, has a number of problems, two of which are that their complete lockdown, which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States, 
although that prevents the spread of infection. And remember, early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated. 